levels. Yeah, I'm hearing vacation sounds in yeah, the background. I hear I think. mirth. I, I want the oh. mirth to be brought down a level if it can. Can you can you tell I'm them no so more sorry. mirth? I'm so sorry. Uh, I don't. I you guys can hear the mirth through my microphone. I hear nothing because I have uh, noise cancellation on on my headphones. So uh, you guys are getting all the mirth. <laughs> I'm getting none of the mirth. Yeah. Oh it's, my gosh. It's joyfulness, and we can't have it. Yeah, we uh, went to get ice cream. We went to this ice cream shop, or I guess confection shop. And guess what? Nobody got ice cream. So uh, we went and got ice cream, but didn't what? get any. Yeah, everybody what? wanted like fudge or oh, uh, but you got something okay. covered stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like, you go to an There's, ice cream um, shop in Santa Cruz, where I went to school. We had um, there was like a taffy place that had one of those like taffy machines where you get to watch them make it. Right. Yeah, and that was super cool. I used to stand there. This is this is like very, uh, you know, uh, neurodiversion of me to do. But I used to stand there and watch it as an adult uh, pretty regularly. I could see and that. then I never bought any. It's yeah. mesmerizing. Yeah. Speaking I knew a guy in law school who would go to Subway <laughs> nope. for the coffee. And I think about that probably once Subway? a week ever since. Yeah, he would go to Subway just for coffee. I don't know. Uh, it, it, I, I come to, at it from different angles at different parts of my life. Sometimes like... At the time, I thought it was insane. Like, you don't go there and get a sandwich. That's obviously what yes. you should get. But the more I thought about it, do you really want a Subway sandwich? They're not very good sandwiches. Maybe he has it figured out. You know what I mean? Maybe I, that's I like a Subway for. sandwich. Oh, you do? Let me tell you. Uh, chicken Bacon Ranch There's also is really good. Um, no. There's like a buffalo I used to no. have. No. Anyway, the problem uh, with Subway, I'll go for it. In Ireland, uh, they're not allowed to call what they put all the meat on bread. Because of, I think of its uh, sugar content, it's cake. Oh. Mm. So that's not bread. They have to call it something else. <laughs> Outstanding. <laughs> They're not allowed to call it a sandwich. They yeah. they get not. They call it a. They call oh, it they call it a sub. They call it, they a, call it a sub. A burrito. Yeah. Yeah. As an Irish person, I can say this too. It's it's uh, pretty damning if the Irish find your food intolerable. I mean, we're no. not known for like having really picky pallets you know what i mean like we'll just boil a thousand gallons of potatoes and eat them like that anyway mm, yeah. people wouldn't know from what we're, we're talking about so far uh this is Squiring minds episode 19 for june 8th 2023 and what the show is is three lawyer friends uh just talking for our own enjoyment about potatoes and and sliding various european countries uh cuisines mm-hmm. and i'm I one guess. of the friends yeah haggis is no good that's scottish though i'm uh, uh andrew leahy i'm a tax technology attorney oh oh <laughs> oh that's rough that's i, I think uh scott scott People from Scotland would be more offended than people from Ireland mm. because Scotland feels like they resisted and Ireland. And I think from their perception, Ireland kind of rolled over with the British, mm. I think. Anyway, I'm one of the friends. I'm a tax and technology attorney <laughs> and I'm from New Jersey and I'm joined as always by mirthful Jason Ramsland. He's uh, on vacation. Yeah, well, you know, it's kind of last minute vacation. Our house got listed like for real this time. Uh, this week and uh, mm. we have a bunch of showings and we just don't want to be in town for them so we decided to go to the oh, beach that's an awesome idea great excuse yeah, yeah it wasn't my idea uh my idea was to spend this time driving to the city that we're moving to and shopping for a new house uh that uh got shot down for a variety of reasons so you can do, uh, so do you have an offer in the house that you showed us did you put no, in an offer no okay no uh, we wanted to see, so like Wednesday and Thursday are the days that all of the new houses pop up on the market, like ours popped up today. Uh, and so uh, we wanted to wait. Let me rephrase that. My uh, lovely and dear <laughs> wife wanted to wait to see what else was available <laughs> up there that met our criteria uh, yesterday and today. So I don't know. We'll see. 
might have something to do with the like uh the fact that you're jetting into like a highway um the archipelago of grass that juts out into is it a freeway is that what it is the toll booth is right there right (laughs) no it's a tiny road it's just a regular neighborhood street it's actually the quieter neighborhood street so yeah. Y'all are uh, just crazy. Yeah. It's a it's a Florida shaped side yard that juts out into the cul-de-sac, uh, which is, you know, suboptimal, but uh, you know, if you don't need any privacy, then it's no big deal. That's true. Yeah, you have nothing to hide. Then you can just you can grill out there, like I said, in the front. Grilling in the front yard is a bold move, and I think you can pull it off. Oh yeah, totally can. Yeah. Totally can. I'll just grill in the garage, right? We got a three car garage, so you just grill in the garage. That's, oh, that's super safe. One. Super safe and not hazardous at all, right? No. Well, I mean, if, if air quality is a concern, you're going to want to sort of steer clear of that whole part of the country, I imagine, right? Here in New Jersey, it is still, you know, orange. <laughs> yeah, you you breathing okay? <laughs> yeah, I guess. I don't know. I'll find out in 10 years when I <laughs> pop with something. Yeah. Anyway, you that other voice. Your neighbors. Yeah, yeah, that other voice is uh, Jake uh, Schumer, right? That's your name, right? Yes, I know you. That's my last name. And you're, you're in uh, Florida. I'm in Florida where our air quality is perfectly fine. I left from California. We had our share of like, why is, why can I just stare at the sun right now? Why is it red? And why is it super dark? Uh, y'all have, don't seem to have gotten the, in California, we have like the Blade Runner 2049 smoke, uh, on occasion, which is crazy that would, yeah. that New York had where it's just everything's orange and smoke right in front of you. But we also have a lot of days of like it's in the atmosphere and it's making everything a little dark and it's making the sun really like uh, not really like faded and not intense. Right. Uh, So it's just strange, but it's not like affecting us that much. It's not making me making it hard to breathe or something. So we had a lot of those days just like pretty like once a like a week a year or something like that. By the way, did we kill the music? Is the music gone? Oh, we I'm did, okay did we get that. rid of it? I'm fine with it. We could kill it. Okay. The no Supreme music Court for barbecue. You. Yeah, no more music. That's it. The AI has asserted its rights and uh, they, they sent us a DMCA takedown. Yeah. I, I I'm here by revoking my license that I gave you to use my prompted right. AI music. Fine. I mean, I felt like for a few weeks now, it's been Andrew's just kind of been biding his time waiting to pop in that theme music when it would be yeah. like maximum inconvenient or maximum funny to just like throw somebody off. And so uh, I'm I'm fine to see those days end for now. Hmm. Now is when I would do it right. Right. As you started yes. to say that is when I would hit it. But I, I honestly I was, I was expecting it yeah, honestly. because it is it's weird. The music is weird. I have not had <laughs> feedback on the music, but I'm so like no list. I know some listeners in real life and they, you know, compliment us on the show and we're interesting and, you know, very clever. And Jake is a big hit. And, and Jason is always, uh, you know, has wonderful insights. Um, no mm-hmm. one has said anything about the music <laughs> uh, one way or the other. Uh, but I feel like that's not great a great sign like you you know you want something you want some theme music that people comment on that it's you know it, it you know lets them know that the show's getting going and i don't know if our supreme court barbecue ever really did that i'll i'll you know i'll go back into the mines i'll go back into my uh creative space and try to figure out a good prompt for okay. a music generation thing if that thing still exists hopefully it has like version six and it's all good now yeah. You know uh, what? Maybe I'll just pull a Merlin man and I'll do our intro music. I've been known to play some guitar here and there. I like so, that. Uh, That's maybe a very we'll, good uh, Supreme, Maybe you could get like a Supreme Court barbecue uh, drum track or something like that. And I'll play over to the top of that. I think you, you should have sing a little bit too. robot, a little bit robot, a little bit human. Yeah, I like that. But we'll write lyrics and I think you should sing them. I mean, I think we got to, uh, you know, we got to lean into this. 
No, uh, <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we could we could quickly just mention that it seems that Trump is going to be indicted tomorrow, probably just because Acor- according to him. Yeah, we, we, we have a date. This is like a day and date podcast. We mentioned the date. So we should note that just before recording, he uh, sent out a missive saying that he's been informed he'll be indicted tomorrow. Mm. Okay. And his first so his first appearance or whatever is going to be on. He's due to turn himself in on Tuesday. Yeah. Um, and I have a I have a friend who won't be named in Miami who is going to go has made it clear that he will be there. Who it was a lawyer, um, and so I'll be. Uh, I'm going to have some eyes and ears on the ground there, and that maybe will it'll be fun. I don't know. This it'll be stupid. Uh, online is going to be tolerable, intolerable for yes. the foreseeable future. Uh-huh. But uh, yeah. we're going to have the wave of we got something em. out of it. <laughs> yeah, we'll have that first wave of we got them right. There's a lot of people that are going to be very earnest and very excited. Then there'll be the backlash to that. And then there'll be like the counter wave to that, right? Well, they're all happening simultaneously now. There's already the backlash is happening now. Also, oh, yeah, the okay. we got them is happening now. Uh, also, the the my backlash, which is oh my god, twi- my poor online, my poor feed is yeah. going to be terrible mm, yeah. for days of people talking about this and nothing else. It's interesting. So we'll see so how it goes. If it ends up being on Tuesday, isn't Tuesday what? What would that be? The thirteenth, uh, the twelfth, thirteenth, uh, something uh, like that. Isn't that one? Yes. Isn't that yes, one of the two the days that a bunch of subreddits are shutting down be, out of protest no. for the new API changes? And <laughs> so, like, yeah. uh, one of the least reasonable corners of the internet is going to be just completely shut down for that day, or not completely, a lot shut down that day right. out of protest for. Uh, Reddit basically screwing uh, everybody who yeah. uses the API, like uh, moderators who <laughs> run bots, like they're getting screwed. Uh, the main outcry that I've heard about is Christian Selig, who develops the Apollo app for Reddit, is getting like mega screwed out of this. Mm-hmm. And so uh, a bunch of subreddits are shutting down, like going private for the day to show solidarity with, I don't know, people, to, not solidarity, like protest. Uh, because the moderators are losing their ability to auto moderate uh, and you're screwing like basically everybody's favorite non Reddit Reddit client. Uh, And so, you know, it's nice to have that corner of the internet maybe shut down uh, for this insanity that's to come. I'm a big, yes, that's, that's true. Uh, But I'm a big defender of Reddit, like in general as a place. Yeah. Uh, Like, Oh, me too. Me too. It has like a, a lot of like bad it has corn that's the thing it's pretty siloed so your feed they have like they're trying to do a little more like algorithmic algorithmic stuff yeah but it's definitely siloed if you want it to be right and there's like some good stuff in there and famously google one of the hacks if you want an answer to something if you google the question google the question plus reddit right and that'll be a lot better of an answer than like the bounds of clickbait articles that want to yeah. tell you, you know, how do I screw in a, how do I screw in a screw? Well, the first screwdriver was invented in, <laughs> in, in 1600. What's a screwdriver? What's a screw? I'll tell you how to screw in a screw. Mm. That kind of thing. 
Yeah. It's like the the uh, home improvement version of the recipe uh, websites where it's like mm-hmm. a 13 oh, yeah. page dissertation. Absolutely. on how This was smuggled out of some, you know, country by a great, great grandparent or whatever. But also on the I was, Reddit on, a thing, tr- I was on a train ride out of New Delhi and <laughs> right. and a man sold me this this uh, this uh, subway sandwich recipe. Uh, on that train it was very very strange um on the reddit thing it's not only the moderator thing they're uh, gonna charge they sort of in the wake of twitter um charging for api access right. did the same thing i quietly said the same thing and i don't know yeah. if it was an official sort of argument for it but I, what i heard a lot at the time was that people were saying well this is great because this is going to prevent ai from scraping which is already yeah. spurious because scrapers don't use apis they'll just use screen readers just like a, a browser does but the idea was well they're going to charge for api api access so that it's not profitable for something like gpt to just like run through all of reddit and ingest all of that and use that you know in in the language models or whatever and that that seemed at the time like a you know uh reasonable explanation but um the sorts of numbers i'm seeing for uh like for the aforementioned apollo app what they was it 20 million dollars a month or something they were going to need to if yeah if the number of calls that they do yeah right. it was something like that or yeah. i don't Just remember absurd. what the actual number was yeah, I mean, but yeah in, the millions, in the in the double digit millions per month for sure like it might maybe it was 10 million okay. but the number was an absurd number that was just it's effectively saying you can't exist it's not really definitely I definitely saw the 20 million number. I don't, I didn't see the interval at which it would be repeating, but like yeah. 20 million, whether it's annually or monthly, it's, it's a lot different. Obviously it's a magnitude <laughs> yeah. of 12 different, but still, right. uh, I, I don't think that for a third party app, it's not, yeah, it's not different. Yeah. yeah, it's the same. Uh, I think the developer went on record uh, and the story has gotten a little bit more spicy this week because, uh, maybe even today, uh, Christian Selig, the developer, like kept the receipts and kept recordings of his interactions with yeah. the folks at Reddit when they were going through the sort of uh, the ringer with all of this. Uh, and uh, uh, it's going to cost him, it sounds like, about a quarter of a million dollars. Even just like, okay, I'm stopping business. It's going to cost him potentially right. a quarter of a million dollars. And so I think that's probably him giving back prorated annual subscriptions yeah. to his app. And so that tells me that he's on a revenue schedule that is substantially less than 20 million a year, which like is not surprising in the least. Right. Uh, but yeah, they, I mean, they've really just gone full Elon apparently with the thought that full, full Elon at Twitter with the thought that, well, Elon did it and Twitter survived so far. Yeah. Right. So we right. can do it. Uh, and boy, they've just kissed away, like as much as Twitter is a place where people will get pissed about the platform. I feel like Reddit is that, but more so, uh, oh, yeah. and, uh, yeah. like there's, there's, they're having their Mastodon moment. I don't know what the Reddit alternative is that people are going to go to. Please God, don't yeah. let it be 4chan. Dig. Uh, but dig. okay, yeah. sure. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I honestly, I don't even know what dig is. Is that like a early, a, <laughs> early teens deep cut from like when I was in law yeah. school or something? Yeah. yeah. From no, from before law school from in the, in the aughts, uh, right? Like maybe from the aughts. Oh, yeah. five to, yeah, I think it died in like Oh five. Yeah. So mm. the, it's a fun story about what happened to dig, which is at least this is my, this is the, how my head canon for what happened. Right. They were, you know, going along basically a Reddit, like, but with one 
with more or less one big subreddit. Like if it right. Reddit was one big subreddit, yeah, I there think was that's no, how it worked. Yeah, there was no subreddits. And it was founded by yeah. uh, Kevin Rose, who was a guy from oh, the, you know, so much tech TV, <laughs> the tech TV and ZDTV era. Like, I don't know if you guys ever had that mm. on your TVs, uh, tech TV or ZDTV. Okay, nope. never mind. Well, anyway, there was a show on there called The Screensavers. He was a minor guy on there. He starts Dig. Go ahead. Sorry. Okay. Okay. So he starts Dig. It's going well. It's going great. Then a hexadecimal code for like pirating HD DVDs or something like that. Yeah. It was like some kind of cheat, like some kind of code that was like hard embedded to like DVDs that made you able to pirate anything. Right. Just got onto the internet and somebody posted about it on Dig and Dig got like legal threats from like the recording industry or TV, you know, movie yeah. picture, whoever it is. And really? so Diggs They're took usually it down. so reasonable, the movie right? industry yeah. and the recording industry. <laughs> so Dig took it down and started taking down posts about news reporting this thing being yeah. released because they all had the code in it and releasing the code was damaging. And there mm-hmm. was like a humongous user revolt of everybody just constantly posting. It basically ruined the website because all the users would only post this code right. as their or ways to put the code in. And that was kind of like the start of the downfall of Dig, as far as I could tell. Dig, um, yeah, Dig so Reddit predates Dig, but Dig was better, in my opinion. Okay. Uh, it was a better, better service. But that, so that whole thing happens. And in a, in addition, Dig announces that their answer to all that is they're going to release version four, which is going to be a much better. Like, hey guys, I've heard your concerns. Don't worry, this is a much better version of the site. You know, it, it's been we've had some some difficulties, but we're sort of trying to make those moderation decisions seem sort of like technical issues or something. And so they release version four and it's abysmal and so dig is like a cautionary tale of way more than myspace or friendster or any of those other services that have gone by the wayside just how rapidly it went from something to nothing like it it was the Mm. front like reddit calls itself the front page of the internet there was a good two or three years where dig had that claim and the owner kevin rose was always on the cover of fortune is you know he's like the next zuckerberg all that and then it went to valueless and i think it still exists for a time. They tried to make it a Google Reader uh, competitor or like um, after Google Reader died as like an RSS reader. Like we could do that too, but it has never come back from that. And Dig is often trotted out as sort of yeah, a cautionary tale of like basically what Reddit is doing now. You think you're so big and Twitter too. You think you're so big. You have such a huge audience. You can't possibly just go away overnight, but you really can. I mean, you won't literally not have any users overnight, but you can make a decision that that's it. The trust is broken. And the core people yeah. leave and you're done. And so yeah. I would argue it's quite possible Reddit is about to have that happen itself. What a shame. Yeah, that's what a, a shame. A danger. But Reddit, uh, Reddit is like the reason <laughs> Reddit is the reason the three of us know each other, isn't it? Like, didn't we all yes. get connected to this Slack group? That's that how we're I in found out the about the uh, subreddit. I guess. Yeah, it must have been. Yeah. 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 yeah that's that's how we found how I found the Slack. Yeah. And yeah. Then, yeah. The thing about Reddit um, is it's owned by Condi Nast. So like the idea that uh, this anything else, I mean, this is not that surprising, right? This is where it was headed at some point, not literally yeah. these sets of decisions, but something along these lines. It's not a small group of developers anymore. It's, you know, a whole right. Thing. Yeah. So we've let, this is like layer number six or whatever of this conversation. We started about the <laughs> Trump indictment, but uh, going back to layer four, um, oh the, about Elon, like charging for API and it being like Elon, right. like, Elon charging for API access and also charging for verification. I feel like a lot of companies, those two things have been kind of disasters at Twitter. 
because it wasn't very like well thought out. But a lot of companies like heard that and were like, okay, yeah, now we get to do it. You know, it's just like layoffs. It's like, okay, Mm. now, now it's not so bad if we do it. And I think a couple other companies turned off API access or started charging for API access. Mm. Instagram started their paid verification program. Yeah. No kidding. Um, so it's like some of this stuff, it's like it done well that Elon did and was kind of a disaster done well, like made sense or at least business sense when it came to turning off APIs. I know what Reddit doesn't want a competitor for the app where they're showing ads. Right. Uh, so they, there's like a free ad free version of itself out there. That's very popular. So I, several I totally them. get the business case for it. Yeah, because I think Reddit is fun is the popular Android uh, app that also is going to be shut down because similarly, it has that yeah. number of users that it, it can't possibly sustain itself. And yeah, I think mm-hmm. it's the ads. I think it's also that Reddit is trying to go the algorithm direction. And these apps don't make use of the algorithm. The subreddits you subscribe to are the, the is the content you see. You're not being forced anything. And so... I think part of I think the ad and the al- the ad uh, idea and and the algorithm go hand in hand. You kind of need to have the algorithm to be forcing um, people to see things that they don't expect to see. Otherwise, ads just become like banner ads used to be, where you just scroll past them. You, your eyes don't even see them. And so I think it's kind of all of a piece. And yeah, I mean it's it's a shame. Reddit really I think has been a great resource, but what are you gonna do? I I, I think they survived this. Uh, I think they go Maybe, back on it. Yeah. No, I think they I think they survived this. I don't think the entire because I think the ma- majority of Reddit users either use like uh maybe I'm going to guess 80% of Reddit users. There might be numbers out there. I I don't care enough to look it up. Uh <laughs> don't write I'm going to guess 80% of Reddit users use browsers or hmm. the official app. Yeah. Uh, oh, I think um, you're probably for the right. most part. Yeah. So like you lose 20% of the user base that is terrible. Uh, but you know, it's not like, like a full on revolt, like, like we were seeing in dig where it's right. just like everybody hated it. This will affect a 20, 20% and then 20% will hate it. Yeah. And the scale is just totally different. Right. So I said, dig was the front page of the internet for that era. I, again, I don't know the numbers for this, but yeah. I guarantee whatever they were getting per day, Reddit has, I would bet conservatively a hundred times more. Yeah. And so just the sheer scale is just not the same now. So everyone's online now. Back then we forget that, you know, there were still people who weren't. And yeah. um and so yeah, I think Reddit can mm, sort of yeah. have a hole in its balloon and and lose air for a long time before it becomes anything like um or even like slash dot. I don't know if you guys remember it. I don't mean to move on to another website, but that used to be a <laughs> website. That was the first like user submitted content site and dig and reddit ate their lunch but anyway let's we should just sit around, let, wait 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 we do, we should just have a have a series where we just name old websites let's just talk about right. stumble upon stumble upon um, yeah. e-bombs world. let's talk about yeah e-bombs world talk about oh. albino black sheep oh no my talk favorite about, one of these there i fixed it i don't think i know that you guys don't know there i, fi- I know oh, there jake, i fixed it jake you can go on there i fixed it and i think you can probably <laughs> still have a pretty good time there like oh my gosh. It, it was uh, a series of like oh gosh yeah we can't do this maybe some other bonus episode yeah. or something okay. I, down the road. I was, I was joking i yeah. was joking joke derailing let's not really derail it okay so I'll, awesome. I'll allow us to move on to our actual topic yeah so here's yeah, a great website you can go to that will do all of your legal work for you is my understanding i i have not read any of our news <laughs> or anything but my understanding is you if you go to ChatGPT, by op- I don't know if you guys have heard about this, by OpenAI, and you ask it to write you a brief, it's done. It's done. It just does it. 
and it'll cite to cases. And if you yeah. ask it for those cases, it'll just provide them. Like if, if you are, you know, paying for Westlaw or Lexus or fast case or anything like that, you're, you're a sucker. This is the way to go. <laughs> okay. Now, uh, we're going to take a moment here to note that that was all tongue in cheek because yeah. none of that stuff is true. <laughs> right. And uh, none of this is legal advice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> absolutely. None of it is legal advice for you. Uh, and if you take it as legal advice for you, you're making bad choices, which we yeah. all three disavow. Uh, But there is a lawyer who did do this. uh, And uh, this fella is in a mighty big heap of trouble. Uh, Who's going to be our summarizer here? Is it uh, Andy? I'd be happy to. I, I, I cared enough to go into like read the, what's it? The law legal listener, court listener. Oh, you and read the actual documents back when this was first breaking. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Um, That's you. Tell us about it. I was going deep. So there's actually two people that are in hot, hot water. So this is a federal Southern District of New York case. Plaintiff personal injury. Somebody fell on a plane. Somebody had some kind of injury on a plane. Right. On I think a they got hit with a drink Avianca. cart. Right. Huh? I think they got is hit with a drink, drink cart, cart case. Yeah. yeah. One, okay. one of those. So Avianca Airlines, I think, is the name of the airline, which is like a bankrupt Ecuadorian airline or something nice bankrupt south american airline of some kind sure um they sue under you know because they're personal injury attorneys um the avianca has aviation attorneys on and and they are in a fight because avianca declared bankruptcy there's a stay there's a question under i guess there's an international there's international law the montreal convention about how to deal with injuries on airplanes okay. uh on international flights what happened in montreal um, right uh yeah what yeah you know that's never take a plane to montreal I evidently heard. yeah sounds um, like they had a convention yeah something. yeah uh so there it's there's this um so that's the case uh the defense attorneys for the airlines moved to dismiss because of some issue with the montreal convention um, Montreal Convention, as you might imagine, it's an international case. It's going to be done. All the case law is going to be federal. The plaintiffs uh, respond to this motion to dismiss and have like cite like six cases, six cases, federal cases for the most part, which are completely on point in their favor. Uh, just like dream cases uh, that are cited saying exactly what they want in their response. Right. So that, um, so the the plaintiff's lawyers file a brief in opposition to the motion to dismiss. And then with that, they file these they actual like actual copies as PDF attachments no. exhibits to the uh, brief in opposition. They filed no, these not six yet. cases. No. They didn't do oh, that no. yet. Yeah, the court okay. has to ask no, for that. First, they just cited it. Yeah. And then the the defense counsel, their response says, we can't find these cases. So we don't we like. Here's our case law saying our our side, we can't find any of the cases uh, and we can't find any of the cases that uh, that plaintiff cited that prompts an order from the court to say, okay, plaintiff's attorney. uh, I think his name is like Luca something. Laduca, I believe. Yeah, I'm sorry. I think it's Laduca. Peter Laduca. Yeah. Laduca. Yep. Plaintiff attorney Laduca. Uh, within two weeks or three, three weeks or something, um, attach file a file copies of these cases along with an affidavit or something like that. Um, and the 
Leduca, first of all, he asks for an extension because he's on vacation. So that's one thing. He gets it. And then three weeks later, he files copies, the copies that you were talking about, along with an affidavit saying, sorry, these aren't full copies. These are all that were on the online database. And he doesn't say what what the database are is. Sounds good so and far. This, yeah. <laughs> and these cases are absolute nonsense. Like the way that they're written don't make any sense. They say what he wants them to say, but they are like uh, uh, they have sentences that don't make any sense, that have structures that don't make any sense. They don't look like court cases in any way, shape or form or like there's they look like court cases if you've never read a court case before. Right. Basically, they look like like um, Laura Mipsum Dolor style of a court case. Right. Like it has yes. the appearance if you just sort of glanced at it. Oh, this looks like some sort of. Some sort of case. It's like it's like if somebody took an aviation law one L class and they just stuck in sentences that they right that they remembered from their class without considering the logical consistency. Okay. Um. So that was that was this that was uh, them submitting copies of cases. Right. Um. Next, the defense attorney files a letter saying. Um, we're not sure about the do what to do about this, but these all appear fake. Um, and love it so far. We, we can't find copies. We don't know what's going on. Court, please. We Cut. don't know what to do about right. this. Um, you don't want to start pointing fingers yet, right? I mean, that's the concern. Right. You don't like, want to say you're the fool. Yeah. Like, I just can't find yeah. these. Is it me? I mean, you must be feeling like you're being gaslit. Totally yeah. reasonable thing for the defense attorneys to file. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. So at that point, the court issues uh, for its first like actually expresses its thoughts for the first time. And, is, and it says, OK, we are in an unprecedented circumstance. Uh, this attorney keeps submitting fake cases. Uh, it's time for you guys, you attorneys. You have like X amount of day, days to submit a reason why you shouldn't be sanctioned why the case shouldn't be dismissed why you shouldn't be punished i forget what exactly what right. he was threatening him with um for submitting falsified cases and the court the judge had actually called to at least one of the courtrooms where these fake cases supposedly came from to confirm that it didn't exist and confirms with them oh, that mm. none of the cases had that the case that didn't exist mm. um and that's when we find out this is when we start getting getting to the meat of the matter Leduca comes in and says, okay, here's my explanation. My explanation is I've never actually been the attorney in this case. It's actually been this other guy, Schultz. Uh, Schwartz. 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 Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, It was actually Schwartz. Uh, I just signed (laughs) everything he put in front of me, more or less. Um, I didn't do any of the research. Uh, Here's Schwartz's affidavit. Schwartz, by the way, is not authorized to practice law in the Southern District of New York. Fantastic. So Mr. Leduca was just acting like a front man for this. Um, And I feel like we should we should pause at the end of this because there's events today. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you all do. Yeah. Uh, A little bit about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And Schwartz's affidavit was sorry, Judge, I I asked ChatGPT for cases and it said these were the cases and then it wrote these cases and I didn't realize that it made stuff up. And then uh, and the um, and he included 
uh, screenshots of his chat GPT transcripts. So where chat GPT says, yes, these are really real cases. And Schwartz asks, wait, are you sure? And, and chat GPT says, yes, these are absolutely real cases, not fake cases. Um, so we, for the last, we're a little late on this part because we, we took a week off. Yeah. But, um, uh, at that point, um, the judge said, okay, you now have, uh, you now have two weeks to show up in person, um, to explain why you shouldn't be sanctioned for all of this, for all of this. Right. At this point, we should just remark that just the very fact that Laduca was acting as a face for an un, un, admitted attorney is itself yeah. like sanctionable conduct world yeah. of hurt yeah you're in big trouble it's not yeah and like there's a mechanism where something like this happens kind of ordinarily where like <laughs> i'm not licensed in florida i have a case in florida jake sponsors me to uh be admitted for this one particular purpose pro hoc vice uh mm-hmm. and uh like that's a thing that happens all the time and so there's a mechanism to do this as I understand it, Jake, you can correct me if I'm wrong. That mechanism was just not honored even slightly. No, no, not at all. No. Yeah. In fact, incredibly concealed that that Leduca wasn't actually doing anything. Yeah. Uh, right. And this, and I'm jumping the gun a little bit, but the process of getting admitted in federal court when you are already admitted in the state where the federal court is, it's is usually much. basically nothing. Right. It's like pay a fee. Maybe you do a CLE or something. I honestly didn't have to do any CLE you for, to get into any of my dis, any of the districts in Florida. Right. I got admitted to all three of them by at their application and like three letters of recommendation or three, uh, not even letters of recommendation, three references, something yeah. like that. Um, and it wasn't like specific references. It was like people admitted to federal court. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, that alone is getting them in trouble let alone submitting the fake cases. Yeah. I mean, I I think as with a lot of these AI stories, that's the real story there. I mean, that part is, uh, he could have pulled fake, fake cases from uh, a random website, or he could have just made them up some other way. It's not really like it's been trotted out as sort of like an AI gone wrong type story, but it's not really, I mean, it's what he used, but it's no more AI gone wrong than it is, Microsoft Word gone wrong or computers gone wrong yeah. or whatever. It's a, it's its own thing here. I mean, it's, it's yeah. that it's that he didn't go through the, the, yeah. he was a front for this other attorney for this other unadmitted. Is he an attorney anywhere? Is he? Yeah. Even, he, yeah he's an he attorney is? in New York. That's not in the federal oh, okay. district. So the New York, so today there was a, there was a hearing to decide, you know, what's yeah. going to happen to these people. And so I, I had a couple of quotes. I just wanted to pull quickly from the New York times article. Cause I thought it was great for nearly two hours. Thursday, Mr. Schwartz was grilled by a judge in a hearing ordered after the disclosure that the lawyer had created a legal brief for a case in the federal district court that was filled with fake judicial opinions and legal citations, all generated by chat GPT. At times during the hearing, Mr. Schwartz squeezed his eyes shut and rubbed his forehead with his left hand. He stammered and his voice dropped. He repeatedly tried to explain why he did not conduct further research into the cases that ChatGPT had provided to him. God, I wish I did that. God, I wish I did that and I didn't do it, Mr. Schwartz said, adding that he felt embarrassed, humiliated, and deeply remorseful. I did not comprehend that ChatGPT could fabricate cases. And reading this and sort of reading the way he's been presenting it, uh, they've all been presenting it. I wonder almost if it's not in their best interest to try to make it an AI gone wrong story. Rather, like, yeah. like that's better than that's like you know technology sure. burned me is way better than no. I just didn't follow any of the proper procedures for the part that is not mm-hmm. technical at all. Right. Yeah. 
I mean, <laughs> I think that's that's true. Like it, it is kind of and I kind of tried to do that. They were like, look, this was an honest mistake caused by right. AI gone wrong. Um, and it, there was so much in this hearing that was like embarrassing, even if they were even if they were the most innocent, even if they had done things right. And like eventually and uh, and, you know, and caught it once they once the defense attorneys actually noticed it. Right. And just like, OK, I guess, you know, we screwed up if this had been that hearing. Uh there were a few things that were like really embarrassing. For example, uh, they don't have that firm doesn't have a legal research service for federal cases and is practicing in federal court, which right. is nuts for a law firm. They don't have they use fast case for their, you know, for their state level stuff, which apparently doesn't have federal. Right. Or they, they said there was like a billing error. So they didn't have federal anymore through fast case. I think and he so also they were like, well, what do we do? He also couldn't name fast case, right? He called it like fast track or something the first time. I mean, maybe that's nerves uh, in court, <laughs> but like, that's not a great sign too, right? If you can't even name yeah. the database properly and the judge corrected was like, you're talking about fast case. Yeah. Oh not, not, not great. Fast case, which is provided basically if not for free at very low cost by virtually every single state bar association. Like this right. is an easy and inexpensive or free tool for you to get setting aside the other tools that exist like Google scholar or like sure. just running yes. a Google search Google. and like <laughs> you can, you can run a Google search. And if you put in whatever citation that chat GPT generated for you, you will find nothing and that should be concerning to you yes right. or you'll find you just run the google for the site those site those like numbers those yeah. citation numbers went to different cases and so you can see In that seconds, the citation number you were given was wrong right um but instead he just took chat gpt and he just took the took it and even after being told like three separate times that it was fake just like didn't know didn't know what to do with that. Just kept kept going back to the back to the well. Yeah. It's great. I mean, you wonder how long, like what they've been up to. This can't be this guy's first rodeo. Certainly for this whole little uh, onesie twosie thing with the other attorney. Like he must do right. this with some. So, yeah. you know, this is not. You don't do this. This is not your first time doing this, right? You're not oh, caught the first I time. I am 100% certain that everybody who has a case on the other side of the V with this firm is going through and like, Hey, uh, law clerk, summer, summer clerk, did you, uh, go through and shepherdize everything that was in this brief? Shepherdize all <laughs> did these we citations. settle on that? <laughs> right. Yeah. I can't believe we, yeah, that's let's true. Pull yeah. some, let's pull some cases from like, uh, from federal district courts and random places and use them against them so that they don't know how, how to, don't how to know how to get copies of it. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I and can just imagine like, for for people who are listening who are not lawyers, like there's a process that everybody is taught in every single law school in the nation. And it's usually referred to by its old timey name, shepherdizing, which is like now a LexisNexis brand uh, product that they use. But like there's a process that you go through before you file basically anything uh, where you go through and you verify that the citations that you're using are correct and they're still good law. So right. like there are these services yeah. and the original one was called Shepherds or maybe it wasn't the original, but it's like yeah. a really well-known one. Uh, and you go and you look up this case and it gives you like uh red, this has big negative treatment. Don't use this case. A yellow, right. like you should think yeah. really carefully about using this case or nothing. It's clean. Feel free to use this case. <laughs> yeah. This is like standard things that you're taught in your first year of law school. 
Uh, and it's such a big, big whiff on that. Yeah. Uh, and like to not Let do alone that not is being real malpractice. Cases. Yeah. yeah to, to not to not shepherdize is mal is probably malpractice but to uh use cases that are made up out of whole cloth like it says like i don't imagine any scenario <laughs> under which this guy maintains a clean law license the the question no. in my mind is does he get suspended for a year or three years uh or is he just entirely disbarred forever yeah, the whether or not I, I can imagine there are plenty of cases where I don't shepherdize because I'm using case law that I've used forever. I would know if a new case came out on it, right, right. that kind of thing. But if I'm researching a new issue like he was, yeah. like an issue that I'm not familiar with, the Montreal Convention, then you're doing actual that's when you're doing actual research. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you're doing actual research, she, like shepherdizing key site I think they're called citators is the actual name of name of what it is. Right. That's part of the research process of any competent attorney. And we have an ethical obligation that's never real, not really police, really, of being competent. <laughs> until, um, until the last few weeks. Right. Until now. Yeah. Because, uh, I mean... <laughs> yeah. So, um, so what Jake and Jason just really quickly for non-lawyers are are, are explaining is um, when they talk about how it's treatment, a case's treatment is that if a case comes, a decision is rendered on some some matter, and uh, let's say it was rendered in 1975, and in 1985 another judge decides that that is not the way we want to go on these sort on these same facts, we would not go the same way again. They may issue another opinion that completely contradicts and overrules yeah. that pre- explicitly, perhaps, but it doesn't. I, I suppose I guess it doesn't have to technically overrule it entirely in its text, right? So unless you knew, unless you looked at those citators, yeah. you may you might never actually see. Like it's not there's, it's not incumbent upon the judge or really their clerk to write in the decision that we are overturning this previous case, right? Yeah. And in fact, they can't because it's we forget, right? We we forget these cases are actually like. Or what? Well, right. It, okay. I, I realized what you were saying. You get my point. Yeah, like, they don't say we're re- overturning all the cases because there's a lot right. of time. There's like dozens, hundreds of cases that were it, so my uh, point is held these, under the previous rule. Yeah, this new right. case conflicts with the old case, and yeah. it's not apparent just from reading it. So if you just printed right. that new case out and read it, you wouldn't know, or or the old case, right? For for sure, yeah. you wouldn't know that this was undoing some previous thing. So these citators are to let you know mm-hmm. how it's been treated in the past. Here's a case that overrules or overrules in part or. Etc. It's called different things with different services. Yeah, and in and every one the, of those services, when you look at when you're searching yeah. for these cases, when you're pulling these cases up, and like you get the name of the case, where the case is held, the uh, citation information for it, like one thirty eight f sub second whatever, right. uh, and then right there, right below it, like in the header, like the banner of this decision, you get this. Either there's nothing there good sign or there's something there in yellow okay be careful or there's red like don't use this yeah. call your malpractice carrier like <laughs> right. yeah. uh yeah one thing that he we we forget that the cases we forget i don't forget it's just not something you think about these cases all exist printed in a form uh such as the federal reporter Right. Which is what the F.2D and F.3D mean is the second and third edition of the Federal Reporter. So, of course, there's never going to be like this was later overturned in that physical book because. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, that's true. It was printed. It was a printed <laughs> they don't thing go in and tear that it out. Yeah. exists. 
Right. Um, but it, one of the moments in today's for, uh, hearing that was like, you know, lying to the court. By the way, they also admitted that when Laduca said that he was going on vacation, he wasn't. It was Schwartz <laughs> that was going on vacation. So when mm. he signed on the after, when they submitted the uh, the request for an extension, he lied oh, a little mercy. bit. Um, it is but, really like uh, a complete puppet show, right? Like everything yeah. is what the other guy is doing. If he says he has to go to the bathroom, the other guy has to go to the bathroom. <laughs> wow. Yeah. But Schwartz didn't know what uh, F.3D meant, which, Ooh. you know, if you're not a lawyer, you, I'm sorry, like that's <laughs> you shouldn't know what F.3D means. Yeah. But when that came out, I was like, oh, my God, the Twitter lawyers are going to be freaked out, <laughs> are going to be so annoyed. Uh, I mean, it's it's kind of like it it really made me feel bad for the guy. It it I switched over to pity pretty like pretty quickly <laughs> and yeah. not even even before this hearing, really, because it's like, oh, man, this guy's story is going to be it's going to be some schadenfreude in there because lawyers love a story where a lawyer that has been just lying constantly just slips up right. and is caught and cannot wiggle out of it we love a story like that even like in the normal time and but in this case it also you add on chat gpt yeah uh and it, this is this has so much attention that it otherwise wouldn't uh yeah yeah and this sure. poor guy is getting absolutely killed. He would have had I'm not his, saying he doesn't deserve getting getting killed. Right. Maybe not like, you know, figuratively. Uh New York Times article <laughs> right. level killed. Like yeah. <laughs> I don't know what other lawyer <laughs> has gotten an article like that. Well, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. I mean, it this would he his his professional uh ramifications would have been the same probably. Well, maybe not. Maybe he now has to yeah. have something even more than he would have. Like maybe you might have mm. gotten lucky. He might have gotten lucky if it had less attention, uh. but now all eyes are on the whole thing. And even if he's not disbarred, where is he going to go work? I mean, talk about yeah. like controlling the first page of Google for your name. You're done, buddy. You know what I mean? Like it, it's like you're like Lee Harvey well, Oswald looking for a job. You, it, there's only one thing turning up when you search your name now, and it's this case. It's this. Yeah, though he might be saved by the Chat GPT part of it because it just makes him look like an out of touch attorney that used a tool he didn't understand. Yeah, um, that's true. But really, the actual problem here was all the flagrant, flagrant professionalism violations and right. lying yeah. to the court and practicing in a district that you didn't have authorized to do. And yeah, that's that's the stuff that's going to get him uh, killed by the bar. But it's not the stuff that's going to generate the the news articles so much. Yeah. And those are going to be like uh, cheap, easy, low hanging fruit type articles like the ones that, you know, invoke the lady getting coffee spilled in her lap at McDonald's. Like, Oh, this sounds like a really silly thing. And Oh man, I can't believe this guy is getting such a hard time because he used chat B- right. chat GPT. Uh, when in reality, the details of the story are a much different picture. Uh, and so he may get professionally saved a little bit. Uh, no, not in terms of keeping his license, but in terms of like reputation among other right. people, other lawyers, he may be redeemed a little bit by people just not being fully informed about all of the details of it. But uh, this guy is deservedly getting metaphorically pummeled uh, on this. And like, you know, had it just been out of touch using chat GPT, not realizing all of the risks that are inherent to it because he doesn't listen to esquiring minds. Yeah. Uh, 
like <laughs> that then uh, i could have more sympathy for him because i worked with those luddites uh sure i so like i know the how that situation arises uh but boy howdy this is just it's it's bad it's real bad yeah it's super bad but it's schadenfreude it's pity it's yeah. it's sad uh it's bad for the profession uh it's uh, it's hilarious um it's all it's everything wrapped up in one so speaking of bad lawyers and stuff, we're running a little late on on here. I don't want to keep you guys too late. Um, do you guys want to like power through our Binance and Coinbase discussion and then get to the other bad lawyers, or just go right to the other bad yeah. lawyers? No, I I want to just to briefly touch on Coinbase okay. and Binance yep. because like <laughs> six episodes ago or something, we were talking about what like what would kill crypto in America, right? Uh, and it was Coinbase going down. Yeah um guess what like not and then we were i was like i don't know much about binance i can't tell if it's legit or not i said i think i said that on the on the podcast and that sounds right yeah friend of the pod grant uh was like no binance is totally sketchy um and uh so now uh as of i think it was this week uh, the SEC is suing both Coinbase and Binance, but in different capacities, uh, but yeah. on very different basis. Yeah, where they're basically suing Binance for the whole deal, saying that Binance is in, in like, and totally, completely operating illegally in America. It's FTX, and, right? Yeah, down to the misappropriation of client yes. funds and everything. Like, it's just yeah, FTX a misappropriation again. of funds, transferring client funds to a another corporation that the founder is is benefiting from. Yeah, and then Coinbase, they're basically saying that they're staking, uh, specifically they're staking issues. Some coins are securities for the most, all for one part, right? But right. also they're staking as a surface as a service. Um, program is a security and right. unregistered mm. improperly marketed blah 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 security yeah um if if this actually kills coinbase that that is i think that i'm that's not the a end crypto, crypto expert i mean that's the end of crypto in I america yeah, yeah i i don't see where you're going from that i should i should put my stuff in a cold wallet are they the um, only uh still still extant publicly traded i think they are right publicly traded uh yeah whatever that is marketplace yeah i mean they were yeah um they were the only ones and they still are i I don't think ftx was was public was ftx publicly traded i thought it might have been but that doesn't make sense now yeah okay you're right i don't think they were um i i don't know if i don't know if coinbase is i mean they're not getting the worst of this it seems like binance is in big trouble the um i i'll put this in the show notes the uh sec complaint that has the quote from the uh, finance CCO, which is what is that chief coin officer yeah. or something? I don't know what a CCO is to be yeah. honest with you. Um, uh, admitted to another Binance compliance officer in December 2018. We are operating as an effing unlicensed securities exchange in the USA, bro. Just sent that in an email. <laughs> so now they're yeah. saying they're not, obviously. But uh, I it, thought that I didn't think that was an admission. I thought that was like a training that was like explaining their <laughs> like he wasn't admitting it. It was. <laughs> It's like, what are uh, we doing know. here? It's like a mission statement. It, it was, bra- it's bra- It's like, a, it's bragging. It's like the big short where, uh, you know, <laughs> it's the first 10 yeah, seconds of, guys. Uh, of Goodfellas or whatever, where it's like, where yeah. they're, they're, he's explaining the whole scheme, right? To what well, cool music yeah. plays. Yeah. Cause mm. they, cause they're very proud of what they're doing. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, it's not looking good for them. I don't think. 
No, I don't uh, think so. And I mean, the Coinbase thing, it was only down 15% on the initial announcement, which is surprising to me, the the stock yeah. for Coinbase. Um, I, I know I'm flipping back and forth, but Coinbase, the other thing I want to say about, about Binance really quickly is uh, a hallmark, it seems, of these like shady um, crypto platforms is there's like 13 different Binance not just entities, but like actual trading platforms. There's apparently like Binance.us, then there's .com, oh and then there's like a .nz. And these aren't all... I mean, these are all obviously top-level domains that are different as well. But they're also like completely different services or they were supposed to be. And uh, he's now... The, the, uh, the Zhao, the CEO of or chief coin officer or whatever of uh, uh, Binance is claiming that it only really is putting at risk one of them and all the others are going to be fine. It seems to me like a carbon copy of FTX. And you're going to see the same thing happen and not good for crypto. Mm. Not, not American though, right? They're, they're based in another country. I they're, forget. Yeah. I don't remember where exactly. What is it? New I don't Zealand? remember where. Let's see. We'll look this where up right now. Where is Changpeng Zhao uh, founded in July of 2017. Oh, it's Chinese. Is it, is it from China? Yep. Apparently. But- I, if if they can truly pawn off that quote of uh, we're operating as an effing unlicensed <laughs> securities exchange in the USA, bro, like if they can pawn that off, that's fine. But the SEC felt comfortable enough to uh, put that in their complaint as they're initiating the lawsuit. And like right. there are times when uh, uh, private lawyers will put things in a complaint that they believe to be true, but they don't have solid evidence about because we're notice pleading and maybe you pleaded on information and belief. Uh, maybe you pleaded on something like that. Uh, but this is a government team of lawyers from the sec. And it's not like it's, you're not dealing with the paper boy here. Right. Uh, this no. is government lawyers saying we have this. And, uh, as I would imagine that the, that they've got it cold if they are putting yeah. it in, in this pleading uh, this is not the sort of thing where uh, somebody is going to uh, have chat GPT generate this complaint and have no. fake quotes made up for it. Like these are government lawyers yeah. for the SEC knowing that they're going into a high profile case that is going to get crazy high attention. Yeah. Uh, they've got yeah, this. Cold. I think it was in writing like they had the, they had the email. Yeah. Oh yeah, because it, it yeah. was a specific spelling too. Yeah, it's F K I N G for the effing because he didn't want yeah. to be you know offensive in email that you get you in yeah. trouble. <laughs> You're an employment lawyer. You could tell us if that would be trouble for him. Probably yeah. right. Also, he wouldn't yeah. want to. Also, the the inclusion of uh, the bro at the end not right. only does it make it seem <laughs> like it, it it makes it seem so much more plausible uh, that that this was the actual sentence that was uttered because this is just the. Uh, uh, air that the crypto yeah. guys give off. I mean, there's a reason they're called crypto bros right. uh, because they're just kind of like this frat boyish culture. Like, imagine the nerdiest frat that you can find, right. but uh, they're like that frat boy culture where the, to signify your participation in the group and and the culture of that group, you change your Twitter avatar to have laser beam eyes, like Tom yeah. Brady and Rob Gronkowski, like. <laughs> It, it's so 
consistent mm-hmm. with every every vibe they give off that like I totally believe this is genuine and they've got it cold. <laughs> it's consistent and it's beautiful. It it's it's like poetry. <laughs> it reminds me of the apocryphal Hemingway uh, poem that's like baby shoes never for sale, never worn. Because it <laughs> yeah. is the minimum number of words you would need to get this concept across, right? So he says, yeah. We are operating, right? He uses the word operating, yeah. right? We're operating as yeah. an effing unlicensed securities exchange. You need to say that, right? Yeah. And then he comes in at the end with in the USA, bro. Yeah. Right. So he makes sure he makes it completely clear that he is saying we're doing where he's doing this, what they're doing. Yeah. It's it's any take anything out, and the SEC has a little bit less of a case, right? <laughs> Every yeah. part of that is needed yeah, except need, for maybe You FK need the effing and you need the bro too, because yeah. you you're both like that's an acknowledgement that it's illegal. Right. Uh and it, it is bragging and douchey. So you also make them look terrible. So it's yeah. like Man, it's all, it's it's the it's the home. It's not a smoking gun. It's no. a it is a uh, on fire, yeah, um, uh, smoldering ashes of a gun. It's the platonic ideal of a uh, uh, an email that uh, inculpates somebody, right? Yeah. It's it's yeah. perfect. Yeah. So um, quickly, there, there are two different there are there are different ways you can read this too. You could read it as a word of warning, like "Hey, we should stop doing this," and absolutely up, nobody is reading it that way because no, nobody no. should read it that way. This is right. uh, full bravado and nothing else. So, reading quickly from the street, the SEC alleges that Binance mixed the funds of its consumer of its customers with its own and secretly <laughs> sent them to an entity separate from the company controlled by its founder Chang Peng Zhao. The entity in question, which is called Merit Peak Limited, allegedly received more than twenty billion dollars, including customer funds. So, this is also operating at another at, at the same sort of scale that uh, FTX was. So, we are dealing in billions of dollars. Like I, I'm, I'm speaking from my own lack of knowledge. I didn't really know. How big Binance was, but apparently they're big enough to send twenty billion dollars in customer funds to some other entity. China isn't like a big fan. I mean, China, the Chinese government, I think, is like not big into crypto. In fact, anti-crypto. It was banned uh, for a long so time. So I right? wonder if this guy gets arrested in China. Is he based um, out of China? I mean, is he actually in China? I don't China? know. I don't know. That's a great question. I'm not, I don't know where he's safe. <laughs> No, I don't know where he, he can. He might be stay. safer here. Yeah, uh, like what? Uh, what's his name? The SB SBF. Yeah, Sam Bankman-Fried uh, was in the Bahamas. Yeah, uh, when FTX went down and he got extradited, is yeah. he in prison? He's. Well, I don't know where he's at. Is he in in jail or is he in like house arrest or? Just, I, don't, I don't know. I feel like the super wealthy are always in jail for like two seconds and then quietly <laughs> oh. sent home. Yeah, no, he got he got bail. Somebody from Stanford bailed him out. That's right. Like two professors. Oh, his bailed parents him out. are Stanford professors, right? Aren't yeah. they Stanford law professors? Mm. Yeah. And then like f- some Stanford friends bailed him out that were not mm. his parents. Anyway, law professors are a shifty bunch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, Just really, really quickly, just because I, I would I would be remiss if I didn't point this out because we talked about it at the time. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about Louis Brisbois and like 140 attorneys left. And uh, our last story was about bad lawyers. And turns out those two <laughs> partners that left and founded that little spinoff. I don't... Uh, it's like Raymond and something or other, whatever. It's Barbara not, Raymond. Barbara Raymond. Barbara yeah. Raymond. Yeah. Baba, Baba, Baba Raymond. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, turns out they were terrible people. And uh, you'd be shocked to find that out. 
and um, they had a trove. Uh, Louis Brisbois had apparently a trove of emails from them with uh, racist and sexist and misogynistic and anti-Semitic, everything you could possibly imagine. Some yeah. of the worst things I have read. If, I don't know if you guys actually read any of the like the word for word emails, the actual. Uh, I, got, I got a few cl- money clips. I can't I've never seen that in writing. I, I can't believe it's it's astounding to me that these people are emailing back and forth. It, it on, was a <laughs> with with their yeah. signature block, you know, like partner yeah. Louis Brisbois from at lewisbrisbois.com, just sending yeah. things of just like every racial expletive you have ever heard just tossed around like no, there's no chance that you know this email would ever wind up anywhere. Um comical yeah. level, like if you needed to get fired from a firm, I feel like this is what you would pull out. You would fire off a couple of these emails to try to get yourself thrown. Anyway, um, they they left, and uh, turns out they're really bad. And so now that firm has to change its name. It's, yeah, it's changing its name. Uh, the fact that Louis Brisbois like put these out yeah. because they sent these emails on Louis Brisbois computers are is like so funny because that just means Louis Brisbois knew it. <laughs> well, they, they, they had knew a statement. Who they had on the top of their 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 uh, firm. Yeah, they had a statement so. where they were careful to say that they discovered that after they left. After they okay. left, in going through emails, yeah. they discovered that turns out, you know, those two uh, guy, you know, guys wearing the pointed uh, hoods were were not great fellas. I, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, I'm like sure nobody fun. knew yeah. what kind of guys they were. No, they must uh, have. Kept it wasn't secret. obvious in the culture or anything like no, that. Certainly not. Uh, it could be, you know, it sounds like they were just they were trying to performatively be as edgy as possible. Uh, but I'm sure it, so. it was not it was not great <laughs> for at the firm no, to no. have them at the top. Um, but yeah, yeah. One of the messiest law firm divorces I can I, I've heard of. Definitely the messiest that I've ever heard of. What how, what number what percentage do you think of those 140 attorneys are now attempting to go back to Louis Brisbois? Yeah, I, that's a great question. Pretty decent number, right? I, I would say maybe more 100. than hundred. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, like Listen, I would fellas. I would want to go back. I'd be like, look, this was a mistake. <laughs> Let's let bygones <laughs> be bygones. I said, congratulations, you destroy you destroyed our firm. Can we come back? Yeah, and then I they're like, know. yeah, you come back at a 20 percent pay cut. I yeah. think there's a, there's a reasonable po- probability that at least at the kind of partner ish level, these people knew who they were going with. It's hard oh, to yeah. imagine yeah, that not true. being the case. Yeah. Uh, so like more for the more for the associates that I you know yeah, I was thinking associates. like low level people that yeah. just kind of went because the practice group went. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like, All right, off we go. Yeah, and you know there there are plenty of people in those positions who feel like. Uh, golden handcuffed to uh, their practice groups because they latch themselves onto a partner who's their main source of work and is like their track towards partnership or like even just continued work in this firm. And so you feel like you have to, you feel beholden to this person. Right. Uh, And so those folks I'm willing to give a pass to, but uh, the people who were, you know, sitting in the partner's dining room with these knuckleheads, like they knew uh, and they made a conscious choice to go and, uh, uh, you know, it's, there's, I'm, I'm going to leave open in my mind and in my hearts for these people, I'm going to leave open the possibility that, uh, the people at Lewis Brisbois that they left were just as bad. And so they felt like, you know, like oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I, I'm choosing one devil or the other devil, like which one's just going to put more money in my pocket. Uh, and so like, that's a possibility, but 
I have a hard time imagining people not knowing who they were going with at a high enough level. Well, in our Slack group that we have talked about, uh, people have already been talking. <laughs> people had been talking mess about Louis Brisbois for a while before this was news at all. Mm-hmm, uh, yeah. do, do you have history with with them, Jason? You know, no. you can you do blank, nope. blank twice. OK, there's a specific <laughs> attorney in our group that talked about how much he hated the firm. Right. Uh, because of how because of his bad experiences with them. Um, I didn't. So but did it seem to I have no experience with them at all. But did it seem yeah. to be more than just the usual the big law is terrible? Like that basically <sighs> the, the work product sucks and et cetera, et cetera. Or, uh, it wasn't in this it vein, was, right? It was particular like uh, they are like across the board in his experience, unnecessarily difficult and noncompliant. Oh, OK. Yeah. OK. But it wasn't as though he wasn't receiving these emails with. No, (laughs) no, he might have gotten some. I think he did get some unprofessionally, like unprofessionally unkind stuff. Oh, okay. Um, But um, you know that happens. It happens. And I, I, Louis Brisbois isn't the only firm that I could think of when I think of. Oh yeah, everybody there is a jerk. Everybody there is the worst. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I I just thought it was one of those. Yeah. (laughs) But now they're now they now they're going through a lot of pain. So maybe some people get some enjoyment out of it. But I don't I don't know enough about that. No. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. Well, Uh, speaking of enjoyment out of things, we can probably just do our what's uh, what's up with us, what's going on, what we're interested in. I could be a quick one. I've been playing Zelda. I bought it after you guys. Oh, you uh, did. Yeah. Mercilessly (laughs) made fun of me and bullied me. And um, really, you were really mean, really. And so I bought it and I've been playing it. And I enjoy it a lot. It's great. I, it reminds me of what I liked about Breath of the Wild, which is like it's as um, regimented and storylined as you want it to be. Like you can kind of go off on yeah. your own for a little while right. and like throw in 20 minutes and do a couple of shrines or whatever and then come back to it. I love those kind of games. I always forget that that's the thing I like. Uh, thank you for the recommendation. I'm enjoying it yeah. thoroughly. There's I'm I still haven't I haven't finished it. I mean, like I haven't beaten the story. I keep forgetting right. that there's a story that I'm supposed to be going to do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. But there's a, uh, I've done all four of the like first temples that they yeah. make you do. And then Same. like, so, um, but there's, it also gives you pretty early on like a, a quest to go get 12 tiers or 12, like tw- these 12 things. Um, and the, uh, it's, you know, story related. Right. And that's, that is like shockingly uh, poignant. The story part of conclusion to that mm. quest. Oh, like I, yet. something happened there where I was like, my, my heart sank a little bit. Oh. Um, I, oh, I kind of, yeah. yeah. Uh, do you know what I'm talking about? I have a suspicion Jason? what you're talking about, but there's no, just no way I'm going to spoil it here. Yeah. Yeah. I don't um, know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, like it was really, I had figured out what was what had happened uh, like before the end. Uh, But, you know, even knowing even having figured it out uh, pretty, pretty confident what had happened, just seeing seeing the ending um, was like, oh, that that, that's, you know, man, uh, that's emotional, Uh, which is something I've never gotten from a Zelda game. Zelda's never really done that. No, I mean, that's surprising me. to hear. Yeah, I haven't either. I'll have to set that aside on a day when I want to be bummed. Yeah. Or when I want to uh, cry. When you, yeah, when <laughs> it's the uh, uh, the big ground glyphs, if you know what I'm talking yeah. about. I don't know yeah. if you've gotten that far. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Like when one you do all of those. Okay. Yeah, that's that's got quite a 
that's got quite a conclusion to that quest. Oh boy. Um, are you still playing on the switch that's broken or do you have to get a new one? Yes. I still got the broken half switch. I'm going to, I'm going to run that thing baby till it dies. That's, that's my philosophy with cars too. And you're not, Um, and you're not docking it. You're, you're playing it in in your hand. I'm playing it undocked. Awesome. uh, On my crappy old screen. Uh, but my brother also got me playing Diablo four, uh, which is, man, there are a lot of games coming out. I didn't know that. Uh, I'm, I'm having trouble. Yeah. It just came out on Monday, I think. Uh, I'm having trouble finding time to play these games and like keep my headspace in yeah. one of these games because mm-hmm. my brother likes Diablo 4. And uh, but you can't just pick up and play Diablo 4 for like 10 minutes. Oh, you got to right. like commit. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and but that's also very that's a great Diablo game. If you like Diablo 2, Diablo 3, this is this is a good one. Um, I have to circle back yeah. to Jedi Fallen Order and finish that before I can do anything more. I, <laughs> yeah. I have like I'm getting. Uh, You're not a, a professional backlog. gamer like me. No, I forget to do it. I gotta play it undocked. <laughs> I, I don't have access to the TV. My daughter's doing something on the TV. I can't use mm-hmm. it. I don't think to do the undocked thing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What you got, yeah. Jason? Are you recommending uh, selling your house? I no, no, that's not fun. Oh. Uh, the <laughs> I, I don't have a recommendation. I can't recommend it yet because it's not out yet, and I haven't played it yet. But I am on the hype train for Final Fantasy 16. Uh, I'm getting pretty <laughs> pumped about doing that. Uh, and so, uh, I'm glad that they're going to correct. It sounds like hopefully the mistakes that they made with final fantasy 15, uh, and, uh, uh give you more of a fantasy feel like a traditional right. final fantasy feel in the game. So I'm on the hype train for that. We got, uh, I think two more weeks until that comes mm. out. So, uh, I'm getting excited. Uh, I'm trying to get moved before that happens. It doesn't feel like it's going to happen, but uh, you know, it's uh, I'm, I'm excited. Is that PlayStation I, only? I think it is. Yes, I think there. I think it's coming out on PC. Oh, if okay. not immediately, then like an like a year later or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, um, I gotta buy a PlayStation and the game. This is getting expensive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love how my my inf- I, it's totally my influence on the podcast that that recommendations are now video game hour. Uh, the video game the video game segment i I try to i like i've I've consciously made an effort to try to play i I super enjoy video games i just never play them and i don't know why and i've been trying to and this is a good you know force my hand i i push you yeah Uh, i'm gonna try to watch silo uh the apple plus apple tv plus show because i've I've heard that's really good is the trailer and the trailer is like this really dramatic reading of a woman saying uh have you ever thought that maybe they're not telling us the truth about the silo and it's, i don't know why it's just so funny to me it's, yeah. like, it's so it's like a chat gpt generated quote it's i've heard it's good i, I don't I'm know sure that's yeah. that is hilariously cheesy that's like a 30 rock yeah. bit for sure <laughs> bye bye all right this music's this music's better this yeah, is good this music makes more sense but it's not intro music stay. we can't use it it's as not. intro it's too like you know think about it, what we said it's, it's a little Bojack the, Horseman, though. It's a little bit Phil Collins in the air tonight. Oh, it is. We need the drum come in. Have you all <laughs> listened? To-